Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. We're leaving out the theorizing and exploring this strange phenomenon of being a human and a therapist. I'm Kelly, licensed marriage and family therapist, working in private practice settings as a clinician and a clinical supervisor in the Denver metro area. And I'm Abby. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the owner of a group practice in the Denver metro area. Kelly and I are both registered play therapists, supervisors, and EMDR certified. So we're both therapists, but this is not therapy. And we're both supervisors, but this is not supervision. This podcast is purely for fun. So for any ethical concerns on your caseload, please refer to your state laws and licensing boards. And please remember to follow The Whole Therapist on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening station. For more resources, blogs, and consultation opportunities, visit wholetherapistinstitute.com. So come join our conversation while we explore the embodied experience of neuroscience and authenticity in the therapy room. Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. We are excited to be talking to you today, but also this pool of, I'm just like hunched over. (laughs) We're talking about being an uninspired therapist. Currently, we're uninspired podcasters. This comes up in the therapy room all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you want to have that life changing session. Mm -hmm. Every session you cannot, you're actually not in control. Yeah. And I just even wonder if that would be just too much. Can you imagine if you yourself showed up to therapy and (laughs) and especially if you go weekly and you're having a life changing moment every week? Yeah, no. (laughs) I actually have this wonderful Uh, person I'm seeing now who has kind of said something similar to that. Like it's really difficult to have so much progress so often. Yeah. It, it just like, right. It's a bit dysregulating. Well, it's like not, it it makes me think of affect tolerance, like titrating, feeling good, how flooding that can be. So in that way, Mm -hmm. good if your clients aren't feeling flooded by goodness Mm -hmm. because you're uninspired. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking about like the pros and cons of being uninspired. Uh And I obviously can come up with a whole list of the cons, but what would be a pro of being uninspired? It forces me to just surrender to being exactly as I am Mm. in my season with little kids and navigating like being in a partnership with little kids. Mm -hmm. And often before work, I don't feel like rested and ready for my day or inspired or whatever. And it's this, I guess one pro over time I've seen, it just forces me to really settle into like, I'm just going to have to be here with them. That's what I want to do anyway, but I don't even have the option of pulling from my left brain some kind of, I don't know, inspiration quote or something. Like I can't even go there. Mm-hmm. And some of those days are truly some of the best sessions. Well, I'm here mm-hmm. and that has to be enough to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking one pro might be for me is if I'm feeling uninspired, I number one, check in and wonder if I'm moving towards like burnout We know like creativity kind of goes out the door when that's happening. So I think when I can recognize I feel uninspired, I begin to just notice like, okay, how am I doing? And then number two, at least for me, it kind of propels me to find a training Mm -hmm. or to read a book. Yeah. Because that is how I get inspired is by attending trainings or reading books, more trainings than anything. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Which part? Well, I guess 
it feels relational to me, even just hearing you say that, like trainings or books, actually trainings, definitely. And I was thinking like, is it because the trainer is so inspired and you pick up pieces of their... Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you ask that now, I'm wondering about co-regulation. Yeah. Right, so right. if you have somebody who's presenting in a very inspired way, I've definitely taken trainings where I wasn't inspired afterwards. Right, for sure. Right, yeah. So yes, I think it... <laughs> Maybe you take a training and if this person is really inspired and like excited about the work that they're doing, yeah. and especially in this day and age virtually, and it's it's coming through that screen. Yeah, I have to think that when somebody's excited about something, you naturally can kind of hop on with that. It's an interesting question as we're talking about this. I feel myself in my left brain thinking, okay, are we giving, do we need to give strategies to alleviate your uninspiration? Or are we supposed to be with being uninspired? Maybe both. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to be with. It's hard to just name. Yeah, we are often uninspired and maybe moving towards burnout or just tired. Mm-hmm. And and that's enough. And there are things we can do, rejuvenate our love of the field or our joy in being with our people. And Mm -hmm. that's really important. But I'm noticing in this podcast, I have so many ideas of like strategies of things you can do to to fix the pain of uninspiration. Mm. (laughs) It's like, oh, I just don't know. Maybe it's okay. Or maybe we're picking up on something culturally right now. Like, I don't know that we're in this budding creativity I don't know if it's the same either for everybody. Yeah. You and I don't see couples. Yes. We do see children, adults, and families. I just wonder about the culture of play therapists specifically and the narrative that comes along with maybe not being like inspired all the time or creative all the time. Yes. I think for me that as we're talking, there is definitely some guilt that comes up of like, I'm a play therapist. Like (laughs) I should be creative and inspired all the time. Yeah. And I, I just not. No, I mean, I think if the seeking, what is that, panxeps work around the seven or nine, like circuitry in the brain, right? Mm-hmm. And the seeking system has to be like met for play and care. So I, I just, I think there's room for all of that. Like if there's not a lot of playfulness accessible, mm-hmm. um, I can usually bet on doing something silly to bring that back or doing a sand tray of my own Mm. or right. Like Mm -hmm. just some kind of the other day I was playing with a fidget in my office and that was enough to like reconnect me with sensory. Mm -hmm. Oh, the kids are going to love this new fidget. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I, it feels really good in my hands too, Mm -hmm. or sitting in the swing, just kind of connecting with your space a little bit before people come in. But yeah, I think with even EMDR, I love EMDR Mm -hmm. and it is Sometimes it feels like you're just slogging through. At least if I have a bunch in a row. Yeah. Just like, notice that. Go with that. Oh my gosh, you're going to be in the depths of trauma mm-hmm. again and again and again. And it's so much. Yeah. It might be a day where I need to offer a lot more sand tray to my adult clients who mm-hmm. are doing EMDR. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to get out that big butcher paper and put it on the floor and do bilateral drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need to mix it up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I think movement can be like medicine. Well, the other piece is back to our podcast, I'm right, the whole therapist. So mm-hmm. is it okay to just not be inspired as a therapist, but maybe there are other areas of your life. Maybe you are inspired 
and you are cooking all these new wonderful meals for yeah. your family. Or maybe you are in this season of your life really inspired with these crafts that you're doing with your kids. Or maybe you're inspired in leading your community in this, you know, wonderful new project that's connecting folks. Like, can it be okay to be uninspired in the therapy room, but maybe you're finding inspiration somewhere else? Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of my husband's job. He does data. If you know my husband, he's like a very funny, extroverted, like aliveness person. So the fact that he has a data job is wonderful for our family because his job provides for us mm-hmm. in a really nice way and the hours and the benefits and all these things. Um, but the job is like not his love. Mm-hmm. Like he's an artist mm-hmm. and a pretty funny, like he could probably do comedy or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's working on this different art series Um, after work hours and Mm -hmm. it's like this incredible like the colors that he paints with there's so much passion Mm -hmm. in his work that has nothing to do with his career Mm. and so it's a good question of i think as clinicians unlike people who do data Mm -hmm. in a season or if you work in a cubicle doing something Mm -hmm. i think as therapists most of us join this field because we really give a shit about Mm -hmm. people and Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of meaning and so it can be extra frightening when we're not inspired the pressure and the weight Mm -hmm. to be an inspired person because we all chose this job Mm -hmm. might be it might just feel different like there's not as much permission to yeah in in a season have your therapy profession not be where you're most excited yeah that's fine Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder too about some of the shame that comes when we maybe and this can be true, or I've had this, but just this, I'm so inspired by my clients. Oh. I, our clients do. I have clients that have inspired me, but I think we just have to be like really careful about what that means and, and when and who we're saying that to. Yeah, certainly think about some of the, the things I had. Um, somebody recently tell me this like wonderful thing that they had done with their children. And I was so just like in love with what they'd share. I was like, oh, this is a great idea. And I found myself thinking like, how come I've never thought to like recommend that to other parents to use that? Mm. Where was like my creativity? Like that makes complete sense. Why would I not ask other parents to do that? Yeah. Um, and so in a sense, that person has inspired me to begin to look at other more creative ways around this mm-hmm. particular thing. I don't know. It just, that phrase I think could be also contributing to this thing of like, I should be inspired. Yeah. Well, I think with clients or humans, their pain being inspiration to us feels bad. That doesn't Mm. feel good in my belly. Mm -hmm. But of course, like going to a training that is so aliveness, right? Or like this this mama mm-hmm. telling you about this activity mm-hmm. could bring inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a really helpful distinction mm-hmm. um, that we need to be careful about as clinicians. Mm-hmm. And certainly, I mean, I don't know that we should ever be relying on our clients to maintain our level of regulation. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, just so I'm that also, my head. yeah. I'm like, of course, our clients change us mm-hmm. as as we're all imprinted in one another and, mm-hmm. and that reciprocity and all that good stuff but there should never be this reliance on like maintaining my joy in the field is based on my client i mean that's the dangerous territory yeah <laughs> like, yep yeah yeah so it, it's it's even hard right like this just sitting with it like what else do we say and i wonder how that shows up with clients when you've got a, a week or a season or a day where it's like i don't know what i'm gonna offer i mean all of us have been through 
our own personal life stuff while working. Mm -hmm. And there are just going to be days or sessions or weeks or seasons where you don't bring as much confidence maybe. I mean, I think that feeling inspired in the field brings confidence yeah, at least, right? Mm -hmm. And you can better handle like an irritable client or something Mm -hmm. like that. But um, just settling into some curiosity of like, oh, I wonder what, what they'll bring today. A little less pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then naming, we've talked about this a lot, but I'll say it again, like just naming with clients, like if you're tired or if you're in a season of grief and you've taken time off or and coming back, I'm going to really model some self-care. You'll see me, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess another question that's coming up for me then is, can we be uninspired, but our clients maybe are inspired? We just let them lead yes. the way. Yeah. You know, I, the reason I thought that is, Abby and I were talking before this podcast about still wanting to offer you something. And we were thinking about this mindfulness thing that we both really love. And first I was thinking, oh yeah, I guess when I feel uninspired, it can be helpful sometimes to do mindfulness because I get grounded and and the client gets grounded. And so I can kind of let that narrative about how I should be inspired go when I do some grounding first mindfulness meditation at the beginning. And then I was thinking with so many of my clients, I may be uninspired, but when I do this like grounding with them, they bring this rich material. I don't have to always be on. No. Well, and how many of us have learned something new at a training or read something amazing and we're all inspired and we bring it to the session and it flops. Mm. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. so I really love that Kelly around like grounding in the beginning whether inspiration is there or not, but just especially if not, because I don't know that that's even what makes the session go well. Right. Is our inspiration. I, I don't know that being uninspired means being disconnected, I guess is what I'm thinking. Yep. You can be an uninspired therapist and very present. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's helpful to, to think, John O'Donohue says, it's strange to be here. The mystery never leaves you. And he's talking about like life. But but when I come into session and I just feel like I don't have anything to offer, not burned out, but just fatigue, mm-hmm. it's helpful to be like, this is a strange profession. Like the mystery of being with people will never leave. Like mm-hmm. people are just, like you're saying, you can ground them and they'll bring this like rich, I could have never dreamed up what people will show in the sand tray and integrate. And it's just incredible to be with them. And I believe that, as usual, there's this parallel process even with this podcast. Yeah. Because not even just this episode, but there have been many other episodes where oh, yeah. we've been like, we've offered nothing. Um, <laughs> it's really going to flop. We just talked the whole time. What did we talk about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we get all this feedback. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is how it inspired me. Here's what I'm doing right, now. Right. right. Like, let's well, just, just trust. Yeah. The other people will take what they need yeah, from just being with them. Unbuttoned pants and all. (laughs) (laughs) I made the mistake of wearing jeans today and my pants are just like far too tight right now. (laughs) I I wish you could see me and I in person. I've got this like brilliant, fluffy black, like New Year's Eve jacket on. So I woke up this morning like, I'm so tired, oh. but I need something to wear. And I don't know why, but I'm going to wear this New Year's Eve jacket. It's like cheetah legging. Oh, yeah. It's cheetah legging. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and you should see when the sunglasses are on. They're like pointy at the top. and It's amazing. <laughs> but I think, I guess I even say that because sometimes 
um, with the podcast, we don't, some podcasts do YouTubes, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. my husband's very like, you guys should do it on YouTube. It's like, no, cause mm-hmm. then you all have to see yeah. how we look, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's funny cause with clients, they see us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's this like vulnerability around, well, if you just knew what a hot mess I am, mm. would you listen to the podcast? Mm. I mean, Yes, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. But I think with clients, it can be like, well, if you just knew how uninspired and tired I am, mm-hmm. would you even come yeah. to therapy? And the truth is like, yeah, because being with them alleviates suffering. Right. Yeah. Can you just trust in you being a relational being? Yes. Is enough. Yes. You could wear a fun jacket and... Don't unbutton your pants with your clients, I guess. Don't, no, don't, definitely don't. Please, do that. unless you're on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what comes to mind yeah. is Robin Goebel, right? She's got those really glittery shoes that yes. she wears everywhere. She's got her like little cup that's very like pink and glittery. Mm. And, and I believe that she just shows up that way in all spaces. Yeah. I, I'm not really prepared yet to show up <laughs> with this New Year's Eve jacket <laughs> and leopard print leggings. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I think there's some clients that could really be into it. and. Sure. It reminds me of, um, I take my shoes off with play therapy kids. Yeah. And one time I saw an adult after a play therapy session for the first time, I forgot to put my shoes back on. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, we can take our shoes off in here. Yeah. And so then I go back and forth. Like there are some clients where I'm not going to take my shoes off. It's just not going to be, I don't know. This jacket would be great for some clients. (laughs) For some it wouldn't. (laughs) Right. There's this unlike inspiration coming. I'd love to share more, Uh, but I've lost it. We were with you. Okay. We'll, we'll be here if it comes back. <laughs> it, yeah. I think um, even in this episode, like being able to go through the waves of like, oh yeah. And then this thought, and then uh, what do we say next? And let's just be here for a minute while we don't know what to say, mm. which I have said so many times to clients, like, I just wish I had the words, but I'm right here with you. I don't have any I have, I have no word. I'm just listening with my heart or like in this heart centered way. I'm right here with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And we've said it before out loud. We can't be in silence or be with you as much as we would be if we were yeah. you know, off of a podcast. Right. Literally the podcast is like talk as much as you can and fill the space. <laughs> I know I have to take out our spaces or like our whole like, like chewing and like bumping the microphone. <laughs> So it's funny how much does get edited. It's a little, it's like a protective. I think this is why I'm the editor. I'm like, I need to be in charge of every um and like and dead space (laughs) removal. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we still want to leave you with something, you know. Just let us. (laughs) The funny thing is, you know, about grounding clients and and this inspiration is I was telling Abby, I said, oh, hey, remember that training? It was that we both first went to with Marshall and Robin. Yeah. And it was in a library and it was just beautiful. And they had done this wonderful grounding meditation around a library. And I used it all the time to begin with. And then I've stopped for a long time. And I told Abby, I said, I just recently started using it again with everybody. And Abby said, me too. Yes. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So she stopped as well. And now we've both started without knowing. And we didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we actually really do, we are inspired to share it with you. Yes. Uh, one, because of that. And two, we want to offer you something. And we talked about how grounding and doing some imagery with clients can be really helpful when you're not feeling inspired. So I'm going to use a little bit of what we're talking about here to just pair with the example. Again, if you're driving, maybe just listening to the words, you can always come back to this. But if you are in a safe place to just sit, and have your eyes closed. If you have them open, just having them at a downward gaze, just adjusting or shifting your body in any way that feels comfortable for you and your body. You may have your shoes on or off. You might have your legs crossed. You might be laying down. You might sit up. You might adjust your shoulders. And then just come in contact with your breath. You don't have to change it in any way. We're just noticing how it shows up naturally. And then just move into inviting your body to have some imagery around a library. And this library can be somewhere where you've been. It can be a library you've actually been to. It can be completely created in your mind. Or it can be a library you've seen but never been to. And I just want you to imagine yourself standing outside this library. Just looking at it. And then getting the sense that this library belongs to you. It's your library. Take as much time as you need there, noticing that. And then begin to notice when your body says it's okay to go into this library. And just begin to walk around. Noticing the temperature in the library the smells that are in the library. Are you there alone? Are there people with you? And just begin to notice all the books that are there. And as you get closer and closer, you start to realize that each one of these books feel very familiar. And you begin to notice that each book is actually a chapter in your life. Each book represents a different part of you. Each book represents the inspired part of you. There's another book that represents this uninspired season in your life. There might be a whole section of uninspired seasons. And it's many, many chapters of the many times that you've been uninspired. And just notice that some of these books are really old and worn. Some of the letters are fading. Some of the books are really shiny and new. There might be a really old, uninspired book sitting right next to a very new, uninspired book. Some books might even appear as if they're hiding. And you get to just notice which ones you want to move towards, which ones you want to move away, which sections you sit in and find comfort, which sections of this library feel very dysregulating. And you get to choose. Do I want to pull this book and be reminded of another time I was uninspired and how I moved through that? Or do I go into another section and pull out a book that showed me how I moved out of being uninspired to inspired? And you just sit with those as long as you need to. But when you're ready... You want to let your body know that it's time to leave the library. You 
now know that there's really precious material in here. So you decide how you're going to lock this library when you leave. You get to decide how you leave the library. Do you leave the books that you took out on the table? You put them back on the shelf before you leave. You take as much time as you need to leave the library. And then just maybe zoom into the attention in your mouth, sensations, tastes, noises that are in your space, wiggling your toes and fingers, just giving your body some time to come back into the the space you're in now. And so what I'll just offer is that that can be much longer, right? Like you really want to like sit with folks in that. You really want to give them lots of time to sit in that. But that was inspired from the way that they did it, right? Their library meditation was slightly different. And Abby, I believe, maybe has another way of yeah. also walking through the library. I can't say it as eloquently as you can. Are you to like hundreds of people. Yeah, no. I can't just wing it to like a podcast. <laughs> Okay. All no, right. no, no, no. I do do it slightly different, but yeah. I'm far too dysregulated to tell all of you. Okay. All right. <laughs> she won't do it. No. Um, you know what we could do is if there is a script that you have or were to write it out, um, if folks want to email us, yeah, then we'd be so happy to send it to yeah, you. Yeah, we'll email it out to you. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>